October 17th. And now as we begin to look into the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. What is the most uh, vital ministry of the local church? Well, according to Paul, it is prayer. Prayer moves the hand that governs the world. We must pray for government leaders, that the doors of ministry will be kept open and souls will be won to Christ. Because God's people do not pray for people in authority, wars close mission fields, officials do not grant needed uh, visas, and the work of the Lord suffers. It was uh, Vance Havner who wrote, A good woman is the best thing on earth. Women were last at the cross and first at the open tomb. The church owes a debt to her faithful women which she can never estimate, to say nothing of the debt we owe in our homes to godly wives and mothers. Paul reminds Christian men that Christian women are important to the Lord and to the work of the church. The gospel brought freedom to women in the Roman Empire, but some of them did not know how to handle it and went to extremes asserting their liberty, hence the reminder about the spiritual leadership of the men in the church. Modesty, true spiritual beauty, godliness, and good works, these will characterize the woman God blesses. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. October 17th, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. I, Paul, urge you, Timothy, first of all, to pray for all people. As you make your requests, plead for God's mercy upon them and give thanks. Pray this way for kings and all others who are in authority, so that we can live in peace and quietness, in godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior, for He wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and people. He is the man, Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message that God gave to the world at the proper time. And I have been chosen. This is the absolute truth. As a preacher and apostle, to teach the Gentiles about faith and truth. So, wherever you assemble, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. And I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things they do. Women should listen and learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. For God made Adam first, and afterward he made Eve. And it was the woman, not Adam, who was deceived by Satan, and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing and by continuing to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. Hi, this is Lanny. I'm on first phase at the refuge. I'm in my third week and the principle that I am working on the most right now is my relationship with others. I feel like this is a part of the first one 
but it's also very important to get to know my brothers and to get to know myself through knowing them. Hey, this is Wayne from First Phase. Um, first week here. Uh, it's crazy what God's actually doing for me and the brothers around me. Um, he's changing lives down here. He really is. This is uh, if you give him a chance, he he, he will definitely turn you around. Um, it's only been a few days, and 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 I and and it's making me feel awesome. If you guys uh, open your hearts and and give it your all. He will uh, fulfill that hole in your heart that 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 you've been uh, that you've been looking for that you've been missing. Um, I, I pray that the brothers before they come in, I hope they they have the the willingness to come and and, and submit themselves. Uh, I love you, brothers that are here and the ones that will come to past. And you guys have a great day. Dear God, I come to you with nothing to offer. I used to equate you with elders and scoffers, and I let evil men make me bitter toward you, and that's something I never wanted to do. I saw fake pastors, elders, and deacons at the church I'd spent my whole life in, men who talked about evangelism but never dived in, men with no experience in reaching the lost but somehow had all the answers like typical know-it-alls, just wolves in sheep's clothing who Satan used to destroy a good place. I regret that I allowed their lies and greedy intentions affect my race. I never want to be like them, and I thank God that I'm not. They have no history of accomplishments, but failures, boy, they have a lot. And at 29, I've reached hundreds of millions of people. But somehow I let a few pious, fake believers hurt me just under one steeple. And I'm sorry, God, that I didn't listen to you. When you told me to keep marching and keep pushing through, I submitted to corrupt leaders, and they used me to gain power. I let the weeds get close to snuffing out this flower. You were telling me to keep blooming and shouting the gospel. I listened to men who were far from apostles. I left that church when I realized you weren't there. And they used that against me and most know that it's not fair. But when someone came to me with a book of their lies and corruption, I knew I had done the right thing by walking away and not budging. So I pray for their salvation and I pray for their flock because when they find out what I did, they'll all be shocked. And Lord, I want to thank you for taking me far away from religion. You created me to impact this generation with this tell the world mission. And I want to thank you for making me different, for giving me eyes to see and leadership to attack this vision, to preach the gospel to every person out there who listen. And God, you're using me to reach the masses with your message. So thank you for protecting me against those who are passive aggressive. And thank you for holding me in your hands and using my life for your glory chapters down in this four-part story and you fixed the slip-ups because you are the great editor and you kept away the people who came for me like predators i was so sick of pharisees that i was fed up but you met me in the valley and you kept my head up you reminded me that i was never here to serve the pious and the religious came from my throat like they inside in a riot but the screams of a few liars never got me down and i realized there was no way that they could stop me now because god you are with me and there's nothing that can stand against me so take me to your river lord submerge me and rinse me and forgive me for the bitterness I've held inside against these people who've come against me with lies. You know the truth and that's enough for me. So to my followers you can trust in me and you can follow me as I follow Christ because when I was neck deep in religion he saved my life and he gave me a fire that no person and no religion could put out. So many people attacked me just because I stood out but I just kept going back to the pile where I put that wood out and I kept lighting fires 10 feet tall in every 
revival I preached and I kept discipling every new tell the world family member I reached and I kept giving you the glory for all of it I'm running to your throne room and I'm going to fall in it and I'm going to crawl to your feet and kiss your hands because you gave life to this child and turned this boy into a man Psalm 87, verses 1 through 7. The earthly Mount Zion is a figure of the heavenly Zion, the city of God and God's redeemed people. As you ponder this psalm, take some inventory of your spiritual life. On what are you building? Are you building your life on God's foundation? Salvation is of the Jews, where God's gracious work in this world came through Israel. Your Bible is a Jewish book, and the Savior came from the tribe of Judah. When the church was born, the Holy Spirit came on Jewish believers in the temple in Jerusalem. To obey Him is to build on an unfailing foundation. Where is your citizenship? Well, some people like to boast about the, the place of their birth, but the once-born do not have the blessings of the twice-born you see, through faith in Christ, God's children are enrolled in the heavenly Zion and will live with the Father forever. And uh, finally, uh, this question, what are your joys? Jerusalem is one of the few ancient cities that is not built by a river. The psalmist found all his joys in Jerusalem, and he wanted nothing more. By faith, you can drink of the river of his pleasures and be satisfied. Psalm 87, verses 1 through 7. A psalm of the descendants of Korah, a song. On the holy mountain stands the city founded by the Lord. He loves the city of Jerusalem more than any other city in Israel. O city of God, what glorious things are said of you! I will record Egypt and Babylon among those who know me, also Philistia and Tyre, and even distant Ethiopia. They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. And it will be said of Jerusalem, Everyone has become a citizen here. And the Most High will personally bless this city. When the Lord registers the nations, He will say, This one has become a citizen of Jerusalem. At all the festivals, the people will sing, the source of my life is in Jerusalem. Proverbs 25, verses 18 and 19. Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Putting confidence in an unreliable person is like chewing with a toothache or walking on a broken foot.